This episode of the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast is brought to you by Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy. Are you ready to finally solve those pesky issues that keep holding back your business success and never seem to go away? Embrace the power of the spring formula that unearths the issues and opportunities burrowed beneath the surface and grow your business so you thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Claim your copy today at www.thegroundhogbook.com. Welcome to the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Join us as we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who reveal what they are doing to make the world a better place by being part of it. Be sure to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, lean in, tune in, get your notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started. My name is Adam Homey. I'm your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Once again, we here at the Brilliance Plus Passion Project, our mission is to highlight those who make the world a better place by being part of it and by their contributions to it. And I could not be more delighted to have with us today Tony Robleski, the mind capture guy. He is one of my oldest, longest going back friends in business. I've spoken I spoke at one of the early Mind Capture events when it was held here in Las Vegas. He and I mastermind together. I've yep. shown up for his fun parties, and it has just been a heck of a time. So in continuing the cycle, continuing the circle, I'm so happy to have you join me here. You were on my other podcast a few years ago, so we're happy yeah. to have you on this one. Well, it's an honor to be back, my friend. I see you have the the, the mood setting with the cat in the room because I mm-hmm. have two new cats like we talked about, so I feel right yep. at home, my friend. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, so this is a pretty straightforward interview. Uh, you know, we have ten questions we go through, and this is yep. actually meant to have a lot of fun. So, question number one is to develop on what I said just a moment ago. How does the work you do make the world a better place for your clients, customers, and the world at large? Well, Adam, first and foremost, I think the fact is that um, the world right now people are losing hope, and I have a yeah. shirt on that says "Hope Dealer," and that's what <laughs> I do. I'm I'm the crazy guy that says, don't quit, don't give up, don't buy into all the negativity, go inward, get around people that have been down the path, they're trailblazed in front of you and get mentors, coaches, books, and get back to it. So my whole thing is really shifted the last few years on pure marketing to more of the mindset. You've got to believe. And if you believe, you'll actually implement more of the marketing. So it's a very synergistic pattern. Right. Most, um, dating coaches I know, and uh, one who I've known very well is Ross Jeffries, the creator of Speed Seduction. Uh, the marketing looks is, is all about, uh, you know, it's, it has phrases like, if I don't get laid, you don't get paid, and uh, some of that philosophy <laughs> to it. But when you actually get to the curriculum, it starts with the inner game, because yeah. you cannot succeed in interacting with others and claiming your results until you have this put together. Correct. Yeah. So that's, that's my answer to the first question. I love the format you have. It's very unique, Adam. Yeah. So what is it that you actually do? And I know that's a broad question with you because you do a lot of things. Well, I think that the really core three things I'm doing now these days is a lot of mindset, uh, which is the positive disruption books. Second thing is I teach a lot of referral marketing is your best customers will take you to more people that they know because they they know, like, and trust you. So 
cold marketing is difficult. It's difficult to get people's attention or eyeballs. And if you get introductions or referrals, every client that I know wants to learn more about that. And really the yeah. third thing I'm seeing as we head into 23, as we tape this, is the return to leadership. Like, where are the leaders? We haven't seen much of that the last couple of years globally. Yeah. And I don't have to, I don't have all the, the solutions or the cure, but I do have some tendencies and patterns that good leaders that I work with or I've studied all have in common. So I'm seeing more CEOs and VPs say, look, get in here and fire up our executive team about leadership. Exactly. Exactly. So in your experience, what are a few of the FAQs, the most common questions people in general have when they ask you about what you do? Well, it's always the dinner party question. What do you do? And I say, well, I'm a writer <laughs> and a teacher. Because if they say professional speaker, they have no idea what that is. They go, oh, you're the motivational speaker. I say, close. Mm -hmm. However, you and I know, Adam, I can't motivate anybody. And the older chronologically, if they get to 30 or 40, most people are setting their habits. So I'm yeah. in the reminding business through my writing and teaching and a lot of um, client work that, look, these are things that we forget. Our mindset, some of our habits serve us, some of them don't. And I try to get there and positively disrupt people's mindset to have them remember all the good things they're capable of yeah. and to not quit on things that society says they can't do because other people's opinions don't pay our bills. Remember that. Yeah. Now, if it's a client, their opinions matter because they're paying you. They actually are paying the bills. Yeah. Yeah. So they get much more merit. But at the end of the day, it's you looking in the mirror and saying, what does Adam want to do? Me going, what does Tony want to do? My clients do the same thing. We're all human. So I'm trying to really hit on things that to me are common sense, but we forget it because the world is so sped up, so noisy, and so distracted these days. Yeah. What are a few things you wish people would ask? You know, I think that's a, a powerful question, Adam, and I don't want to minimize this, but I think if anything is, what is my purpose? What gets me excited each day? Even when I don't feel it, like what is a, a a North Star or a major goal that I can shoot towards? Um, what gets me inspired and excited? And a lot of people, they go to their job for 20, 30 years and not inspired. So uh -huh. when I'm doing employee training for 500 people in a room with all the employees, I'm trying to say, look, how do you take maybe the mechanical parts of your day and have a little bit more fun with them? How do you get more inspired to have a little bit more joy during the day when you think, man, it's just me working at the credit union here? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. But also it's letting employees know that there's a lot of career advancement if they're driven because the mindset's there, they show up uh -huh. consistently, and they come with good ideas. All the employers I talk to are looking for that trifecta of the mindset, the attitude, the hustle, and the consistency. And you know, right now, quiet quitting is the big thing. I call bullshit on that. That's a cop-out, Adam. Yeah. There's so much opportunity out there right now. The problem is people get stuck in safety and security in the mundane and what they hate. And they oftentimes will not venture out of that box and think that life can be better. It absolutely can be better. You know, it's, it's funny. Um, not too long ago, Elon Musk announced that he was canceling the free lunches at Twitter. Uh, uh -huh. His, uh, his bean counters figured out that they were, you know, once you counted, uh, you know, equipment, labor, everything else, $200 per day per employee. And a lot of the people didn't even, don't even work physically in the office. So wow. I mean, that's a lot of money to pay for food. So I went on Twitter and I just, uh, I, I jumped into the primary thread on this topic. And I just mentioned, hey, you know, before, uh, before I became a laptop lifestyle entrepreneur as I am, I worked for three companies, one of which was a corporate conglomerate. And I said, you, know, you want to know how many free lunches I got? None. 
I had to go to the diner <laughs> around the way. Now, what was just amazing is that's all I said. That was the whole message. And yep. I, boy, the amount of hate that I got from that. And a lot of it was people calling me a boomer, which is ridiculous because I'm Gen X, number yep. one. Me number too. two, number two, they're coming up with these assumptions claiming that I, quote unquote, literally said that others should suffer because I did. And meanwhile, I didn't say I suffered. I didn't even say that was a bad thing. I mean, what if I what if I liked not getting a free lunch because I wanted the emphasis to be on the fact that I get an hour free every day? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. They give you, yeah, they give you a free lunch. That means they expect you to stay in the office. So yeah. and and I kept making the points of these commenters over and over again is if hey man, if you don't like where you work or there's a perk there that's a deal breaker and they're not offering it, there's plenty of fish in the sea. And if you if you don't like where you work or they're not offering you a free lunch and free lunch is that important to you. There are a lot of companies that do offer a free lunch. Go get a job there. And if it's, yeah. if you say it's going to take six months to find a job there, start today because tomorrow it's going to take you six months in one day. Well, I think there's a lot of wisdom in that, Adam, is that a couple of takeaways is number one, you have to do what suits you best. Yeah. And what you see on discourse, which is so alarming, is the amount of um, negativity where people get so triggered and upset over comments that have no tonality. And the beauty of freedom of speech is we're allowed to have differing viewpoints. So yeah. I watch people that usually get very upset and maybe angry. They usually misinterpret something or they're projecting uh -huh. their own dissatisfaction to everybody else around them like a dark circle going outward. I call yeah. them the unhope dealers. And yeah. they're ready to fight. They're ready to get angry and get mad behind the keyboard. And to me, it's very childish. You should respect, in my opinion, everyone's freedom of opinions. And yeah. the whole censoring wokeism in the last few years, there's a major recourse going to happen coming up in 23. Look at what Disney just did today. They yeah, actually yeah. CEO, and mm -hmm. they brought in the other guy that maybe wasn't as politically correct to try to right the Disney ship. So you're right. going to see more CEOs um, from Elon Musk to over at Disney they're going to have to rethink because profits, and I'm not going to play politics. I love humans. I love people. Yeah. But we're getting too divided over trivial things. And uh -huh. I think your input should be celebrated, not attacked. And to me, it's fascinating when people get so upset online. I just go, wow. Part of me goes, get a life. Uh -huh. get a life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the most hilarious part of this um this hate mail I got over that Twitter thing is somebody said, you literally said that you want people to suffer. It's like, I never said that. Go back and look at the tweet. You literally said it. I did not say it. Then they put a screen cap of it and said, look, you literally <laughs> said it. It's like, where on the screen cap does it say that? And uh, they said, haven't you ever heard of paraphrasing? Wow. <laughs> you are a braver. You are a braver man, my friend, because a lot of times in our social media, we can get some left field comments. I just go through and like, 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 like. Because that's what I was about to say. Have time to go through it all. That's what I was about to say. You mentioned that on my on on when you're on my other show. You said when you get a comment that you really don't like on one of your social media threads, you just like it, and that's your way of saying <laughs> I acknowledge you. Thank you for contributing. Yeah, but you don't. But I'm not going to engage with it. But thank you very much for taking the time to give your input. I value your input. I yeah. like it, and you move on. Yep. So yeah. it's a fascinating so, times, my friend. Yeah. So second half of this is where we get to have a little bit of joy here. And uh, let's shift gears. What, first of all, what would people who know you well be surprised to learn about you? I think if anything is I have a huge passion for loud music. 
and uh-huh. I'm thankful I can still hear. You know, you've been to some of my yeah. events. I, I like to play rock and roll. Oh we yeah, our, we just did our annual boot camp. I love volume and energy and the intensity uh-huh. of music. If it's symphony, heavy metal, if it's a country show, I, I just love music's ability to change a mood. And there's so many good memories I have over the years through various points of concerts. It's like, to me, another way of communing, almost like a church service for those that are very spiritual, is to get 15,000 people to all have a good time, to be singing along with that energy and that positivity of music. So my first passion, I can turn my my thing over here. You see my guitars. Yes. There's two guitars, my amplifier, and of course there's books. But that to me... As a musician back in, in high school and college, we recorded, that was joy. And I've never let go yep. of that joy of music. I still play guitar a little bit, not professionally. But uh-huh. I know that that skill set helps me as a writer and as a marketing guy or an ad man to create uh-huh. because it's all right brain. So if you came in my office some days, you might hear ACDC playing. You might hear, you know, Kenny Wayne Shepard to Keith Urban. And then all of a sudden, I might have Justin Timberlake jamming in my office. But to me, it's a powerful way that most people miss that helps me to motivate is the energy of loud music. Yeah. It, that, that does have a power to it. So what do you hope people say about you when you're not around to hear it? I think if anything, um, consistently um, accurate with how he felt, um, you know, where I stand. And I think if anything is that I love people, I, I've said that a few minutes ago, but I love contrast diversity, not because it's politically correct, you know, you've been to my events, you've spoken at them. Yeah. I like the the positive disruptors, sort of the rebels, the outcasts. I put them in a room. And I remember Johnny Campbell, the late, great Johnny Campbell, who passed yes, away a year ago. TR, TR, where do you get these people? You put the strangest people in a room and it seems <laughs> to work. Well, that here's why. Like they, know, they know what they're getting into. And I allow and celebrate contrast. And I love yeah. left field opinions. And I love people that would normally not get in a room playing well together and realizing they're there to help each other. That to me is beautiful mm-hmm. to watch that orchestra of very unique independent people playing in the same room. So I think, yeah. you know, if anything, it's consistent, love people, love freedom of expression, and thank God the ability to speak my mind and still get away with it, Adam. Yeah, seriously. Uh if you could go back in time and change one thing you've done, one thing that's happened, one thing you've experienced, what would it be and why? You know, I've never been asked that. Um, you know, I think if anything, it would change the entire space-time continuum of my, my life and my destiny. But uh-huh. one thing that may have been, we just alluded to it as music, stuck in music for another year or two and kept playing guitar in the bands that we're in. Could we have gotten a record deal? We had some record labels looking at my first band in high school. We were 16-year-olds going into a studio recording as a three-piece band, and we had some major labels reach out. So part of me goes, what if we had tried another year or two in my early 20s? Would music have taken off? So that's maybe the one thing I wonder if I just quit too soon on that was maybe playing guitar in a rock band. Could be. Could be. You know, it's it's interesting. Uh, uh, You know, if we were – if this were the family feud and we were going to say – the number one answer to any of the questions, it would be, I wouldn't change a damn thing because of the butterfly effect. Uh, so it's an, it, that's, that's an interesting trend. Now, this, I, you've met a lot of people, so this may hit differently for you. What famous person, alive or dead, would you like to meet? And what question would you have for them if you had the opportunity? 
You know, I think right now it, it might be Trump, and here's why. You're the, for, you're, the, a, you're the fourth person to say Trump, by the way. Okay, here's why. I would ask him this question. Why in the heck, with all your billions of dollars, are you doing this? What is the real reason you, you ran for president, you're running again? Because mm -hmm. you don't have to. What is the deep driver for Donald Trump to put up with all this crazy train, all this controversy in your family? Why are you really doing this? That would be the only question I'd have. Yeah, and uh, and that question to me, I mean, again, we're not getting political here. We're just looking at this from a scientific side of it. Is he already went through four years of sheer hell? He's, yeah. he's, I mean, if he gets reelected, he's going to be seventy-eight years old. He's going to be a lame duck because of the Constitution, and uh, and you saw what they did the first time. I mean, seventy-eight years old. I mean, do you really want to be getting up for that again? <laughs> Well, that's the that's only he knows. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, golf and grandchildren eventually come into play, and uh, and some Correct. and some people aspire to the golf and grandchildren phase of their lives. He has ten grandchildren with likely more on the way now that his daughter's gotten married, and uh, yep. and and a son who probably eventually will. And he owns multiple golf courses. If there's anybody in the world who right. can do golf and grandchildren, it's Donald Trump. Yep. So I think that would probably be it. You know, the other one that could be a close second I want to add to this would be my father. Um, okay. He passed away when I was 11 years old. I, my son and I have conversations. So look, I would give almost anything to have one hour with my dad again. I don't remember the uh -huh. sound of his voice. He passed away in 1984. There was no recording really for the most part like there is now. So yeah. if I could get that one question like, Dad, you know, what what lesson would you want to give me as a man now? That would probably be um, right up there too. So you know, it's very spontaneous interview. So those are, that's one current person alive. That's, you know, very, very prominent. And one that is prominent in my private life is my father. Yeah. Yeah. What motivates and inspires you to keep going when you're having a tough time or facing a challenge? You know, there's two things. One is, um, this goes back to what I just mentioned about my father. I had a lot of friends die in high school and college from like car accidents and cancer. And now that I'm 50, Adam, they still motivate me every day. I call it the list of four, four names that have passed on that inspire me to get up and write when I'm tired or yeah. I miss a flight or I'm delayed in airport is that the grind, I'm still alive to do it and to honor yeah. them. I don't want to half-ass my life, Adam. And there's yeah. been some years where I've had some, you know, adversity and contrast where I didn't work as hard. I felt kind of guilty that I didn't really push it down. And I realized that I'm still alive and in the game. So that's a big driver. The other thing too is I'm concerned, particularly the last two and a half years, how many people are giving up and they're, they're leaving the game of life. And that concerns me not because I can save them all or I'm like the idealistic person, but if they get around a message or a book or a training that I do, or they're bringing me in to speak, that may be the type of conversation at the right time that gets them to change the direction of their thinking and then their life. Jim Rohn used to teach the late great teacher the day that turns your life around. And I know the different folks you and I know in the industry that's usually a day or a moment or a crisis that turns their life around. And I've had a few of those the last probably 10 years and some have been very public and they helped yeah. me to get back at refocused on my mission, which is to inspire millions of people a year with positive information. By yeah. the time I check out of planet earth, I hope that we've helped millions of people um, to look at life from a positive perspective and not the dark, sarcastic negativity, which is super easy. It's seductive. It's addictive. And I'm sort of the village idiot right now wearing a Hope Dealer shirt talking about positivity.
Uh-huh. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's controversial as other speakers in the industry. That's not my style. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm more of sort of the smooth approach. It kind of moves in there. But don't be fooled. My intensity is watching people have the light bulb go off. You see the light in my office here? It's very bright. Yeah. I love watching someone in an audience or a Zoom call. When they look at me and go, I can look at them and see, ah, they're thinking again. They haven't done this in a while. So ah. it's beautiful to see the light bulb go off in their mind. So hopefully the momentum and the spark gets them to keep moving. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. I know you have a, an invitation for our listeners, and I'm going to share that for you in uh-huh. just a moment. But as we wrap up here, what is one action in general you would want our listeners to take as soon as they finish streaming today? This is going to sound simple, but it works. When you get done with this call, wherever you might be, if you're listening to it in the car, at the gym, be careful. Grab a notepad, a post-it note, or your phone and write down 10 things right now in your life you're grateful for. Gratitude is the best way to cure negativity and a bad attitude is to sit down and write it. I look down, I have a daily gratitude journal that goes with me everywhere I travel and I write down every morning what I'm grateful for. And there's something about anchoring. I like to physically handwrite it. Kinesthetically, mm-hmm. it, it hits deeper. Yep. But even when I'm having an off moment, I'll sometimes open my gratitude list throughout the day and read it again. Go, Tony, look around and realize I have pictures all around my office of my children, my family, my partner, Linda, the cats, you know, mm-hmm. in my faith walk. And it reminds me there's a bigger purpose here than just me. And there's so yep. much to be grateful for. So I know it's very common, especially in the month of Thanksgiving we're in. But daily gratitude to me, when you get that thing hooked in and locked in, it changes your entire paradigm about how you deal with adversity, Adam. Absolutely. Absolutely. So here's the invitation. You see it on your screen if you're watching our video companion channel. For those of you who are out walking, driving, jogging, or streaming in the background, I'm going to say it out loud. Go to authorandspeakerclub.com. Authorandspeakerclub.com. And this is where you're going to get some great resources to grow your career as an author or speaker. What's really cool about it is you get the first month free. And uh, that may change. If you're listening to this three years from now, that might go away. So <laughs> get, you, in on this, get in on this now. I, I've been in this industry for a long time, and I've seen the first month free disappear. So if you yeah. check that page out at authorandspeakerclub.com and you're liking what you're seeing, become a trailblazer. Grab this, authorandspeakerclub.com. And with that, Tony Robleski, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor, and believe me, in education. All right, my friend. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the Brilliance Plus Passion podcast, where we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who are making a difference for their community, market, and audience. Remember to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Oh,